This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. See? And then we have a special guest today, our friend, producer Rick, in the studio. Oh. Uh, we got a guest today because we're going to do a little uh, something different than we normally do. Um, so before that, before we get into it, uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Click the little follow icon, the bell icon, all the icons. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And you can check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends. Helps support the show by giving a dollar to a month. Really helps us out. Lets us get microphones and stuff to have guests. So we do appreciate that. So today on the docket, we're going to be playing uh, a game that I got off of Kickstarter, um, which is the Um Actually Nerdy Trivia Game. Um, um, actually is a cool show. It's on uh, YouTube. Make sure you guys check them out. It's hilarious. First of all. Um, but it's done by the guy. It was started by the guys at college humor. And then now I think it has branched off into its own thing. And then of course they did this Kickstarter. So, um, we're going to have a Rick and Christian play against each other. And I will be the uh, host of this it isn't exactly how the game is meant to be played. It's meant to be played like a board game where we pass around host, but we thought because we're doing the show, might as well do a game show of it, right? Uh, so, essentially, it uh, I'm, I have a series of false statements here, and they range all the nerdy stuff that we like, you know, movies, TV shows, comic books, games, all that stuff. And uh, your job is to buzz in and uh, correct me. And the only real rule is that you have to you have to start off every correction with. Um, actually. And that's where we're going to lose the points. That's right. exactly where you lose the points. So if, if someone doesn't say it, and and I remember and I catch it, then the other guy has a chance to buzz in. We're going to be using our little sound pad here to buzz. So Christian, what does it sound like when you buzz in? Yes. And Rick? <laughs> so we got the Yoda laugh and the Metal Gear Solid uh, thing. And I'll be judging, doing the best I can um, to judge who went in first. And, um, and so, yeah. And so I think I got, I think I got 10 questions here and, you know, we'll, uh, go further. We'll have a tiebreaker if we need it, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. So it's a special show. We're not doing our nerdy confessions or anything. We probably will take a break right in the middle. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little trivia play along at home. Let us know how many you got right. And, uh, we'll get started. You guys ready? Filipino. Yeah. (laughs) Be playing for all the Philippines right now. I thought you were talking about the wine. (laughs) You know who are. <laughs> okay. So this first one is a 80s and 90s trivia question, okay? So this has to do with the 1995 film Waterworld, starring Kevin Costner. In the distant future, the ice caps have melted, turning the world into a giant ocean. A drifter with gills known only as the Mariner meets a girl named Enola, 
who has a tattoo that supposedly shows the way to dry land, a mythical place nobody has ever actually seen. The Mariner ends up having to rescue Enola from smokers, thugs who ride jet skis, live on a floating hull of the Exxon Valdez. Um, actually, it wasn't Mariner, but I don't remember what the name was. Incorrect. So, it was the smokers. Say it one more time. It was the dry land. Sure. In the distant future, the ice caps have melted, turning the world into a giant ocean. A drifter with gills known only as the Mariner meets a girl named Enola who has a tattoo that supposedly shows the way to dry land. A mythical place nobody has. Um, actually, it's a birthmark, not a tattoo. No, it was a tattoo. Incorrect. Ah! A drifter with gills known only as the Mariner meets a girl named Enola who has a tattoo that supposedly shows the way to dry land. A mythical place nobody has ever actually seen. The Mariner ends up having to rescue Enola from smokers, thugs who ride jet skis, and live on the floating hull of the Exxon Valdez. First question everybody's saying to these guys. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I don't feel like they said his name. It was like the drifter, like, so that was wrong. The only thing I can imagine it could be is the name of this boat or whatever, but I don't remember the actual name. No, it was, it was the Exxon Valdez. All right, I give up. Yeah, that much I know. Give up? Okay. Some people actually have seen dry land. So basically, uh, the Mariner and his companions discover a hut on the island that contains the skeletons of Enola's parents. Who the fuck would have remembered that detail? I remember that. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember it. Wait, you like bad movies too? That was a that was a bad movie. No, it was a great movie. No, it, it was just yeah, very expensive. I know. I liked it. I love anything with Kevin Costner in it. The Postman? <laughs> was oh, it called yeah. The Postman? Yeah, The Postman was awesome. With... I feel like you did some rom-coms that you probably would have hated that I can't no, think of right for now. For Love of the Game is one oh, of the yeah. best movies ever. And yeah. Bull Durham. All his sports movies are fantastic. Well, dra- draft Day wasn't that great. It wasn't, it it was wasn't okay. that great, it's, it's okay. but yeah. he's not the one doing the sports. That's why. True, true. All right. Robin Hood. He didn't do a British accent. <laughs> oh, it was still great. That movie was awesome. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to the next question. Question number two. This one has to do with the book It. The creature known as It takes on many different forms to frighten its prey, including a clown, a huge bird, and a werewolf. Its true form is that of a giant spider, which leads the protagonist to speculate that it must be female, even though they had Um, Actually, it's not really a spider. It's an interdimensional creature. It's the closest thing that humans can think of. That is correct. Yes. Spider is not its true form. The creature's true form exists as an international, interdimensional realm known as the Deadlights, and anyone who sees it goes instantly insane. Good one, Christian. I figured, it. I figured you'd know that one. I mean, that's one for Christian now. We'll mark you see, it down. poor Filipinos don't watch movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> that one was about the Let's book. Be None honest, of that stuff happened in the movie. They don't read. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. All right, this one has to do with Lord of the Rings. It's been right. a hot-button topic in All the right. uh, nerd world lately. But this one has to do with the 1954 book series. After defeating Sauron, Isildur takes possession of the One Ring, but is killed when the ring falls into the river. Later, Smeagol discovers it while fishing and almost immediately falls under its power. He makes his way into a cave under the Misty Mountains where he slowly goes mad. Start it again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and you can interrupt any time, too. That's part of the rule. Okay. So don't, okay. don't feel bad about waiting until I finish or whatever. Got it. After defeating Sauron, Isildur takes possession of the One Ring, 
but is then killed and the ring falls into a river. Later, Smeagol discovers it while fishing and is almost immediately falls under its power. He makes his way into a cave under the Misty Mountains where he slowly goes mad. Um, actually, yeah. Smeagol was not fishing. I just don't know what he was doing. He was fishing with his homie. You're on the right track. Um, actually, he found it while he was when he fell into the river while fishing. Incorrect. Oh. Oh. Um. Actually, Smeagol didn't find the ring. It was his his friend who found it, and Smeagol killed him for it. Damn it! That's correct. Deagle finds it. Smeagol murders him to take. That's it. right. That's Fuck the the fact that it took me that long. I'm yeah. ashamed of myself. I was. I thought. Uh, I thought some of these were going to be like easier than others, but you know, they, they, it is the minute details that really makes these things fun. So. Um, so wait. So the friend was fishing. They were both. They fishing. were both fishing, okay. but his friend is the Found one who it. finds it. Oh. Smeagol murders, murders him for it. No, to I, I remember that part. I just thought they were like maybe playing and they fell into the river without fishing or anything. No, that was the oh. gay porno you watched. Yeah. <laughs> really. That's right. That's right. No dialogue, all action. <laughs> okay, now this this one, you guys each need one of these little whiteboards. Right. So there's one for you. That props there's now, one huh? for you. Yep. There's All a right. pen for oh, you. Is it Pictionary? We have to draw? Um, actually. Um, no, this one is a shiny question. Shiny questions are just like shiny Pokemon, where they are they have all the same points as a normal Pokemon. They're just a little bit different and a little bit rarer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, this one is called Spelling Bee, right? Mm. Spelling in English is hard enough. Spelling in sci-fi and fantasy is damn near impossible. This time, I need you to spell this thing. And the, the whoever gets it right gets a point. Okay? It's just one point. The word is from Game of Thrones. The word is, or phrase, is Valar Morghulis. No, you, you uh, don't have to buzz in. You can just write it. We're just writing it? Yep. And I got to see who, who's correct. Okay. okay. I just wrote it as you would in Spanish. <laughs> Incorrect and incorrect. The correct spelling is V A L A R Valar, capital M O R G H U L I S. Yeah, we're you were you were pretty close. Yeah. I, you got the first word 100% right, and the second word pretty close. You're just completely out. I'll give the point to <laughs> close. I heard give the point to Vala. Right. I'm on the board. Any anybody know uh, what what that means in uh, old Valyrian? Yeah, I'm assuming Margulis is death. One day. All men Close. must die. All, all men, men must die. die. Yep, yep. You got it. Okay, so right now the the uh, score is Christian two, Rick one. So Rick's catching up here. Come back in. Um, oops, that's funny. That, that question was, you want to hear what this question was? The phrase Valar Morghulis is used frequently in Game of Thrones, meaning all men must serve. It's just uh, the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I grabbed two of the exact same question. All right. We'll do this one, then we'll, uh, we'll take ourselves a little break for a word from our sponsors. All right. This question has to do with The Dark Crystal, the 1982 Ooh. film. Uh, Jen is sent by the leader of his Gelfling tribe to recover a lost crystal shard from Agra, an oracle. He, lo- 
he then learns of the prophecy that a Gelfling must be uh, must use the shard to repair the dark crystal at the moment that the three suns align, or else the cruel Skeksis will rule forever. Just give the point to him. I don't. I well. Um, actually, it wasn't three suns. It was three moons. Incorrect. Or planets. I remember Incorrect. the movie. I. Just can't remember anything about it anymore, at least. I don't think we're gonna get this. Okay, well, how about this? Okay, the the wrong part is in in this section here. Jen is sent by the leader of his Gelfling tribe to recover. A oh, lost um, actually, it was a different race. I just don't remember the race. It was the guys with the big noses, but I I don't remember their names because <laughs> um, he was raised by incorrect. them. Correct. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. He was not sent by the leader of his tribe. He was sent by the mystics who had adopted him. The mystics. That's yeah. right. That's, that's close enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give that one to you. You, you at least knew that it, he wasn't sent by his tribe, which that's the incorrect Because he thought he was the last one. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you guys just reminded me of how good that movie is and yeah. how long I haven't seen it. I have seen it. And I, was great. I will say the, the new show is actually was pretty good, too, except for the fact that— Cody loved the fight sequences. <laughs> the fight sequences with public, puppets was a, a little ridiculous. I'm bummed out they're not doing a new season, man. They're not. They're, they're not. cancel it. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. That was a, that was a good one. Yeah, you know, not everything that's good gets a good gets a second. I want to rewatch it, but I know all I'm going to focus on is the fighting. I'm like, God damn it, Cody was right. Like I <laughs> yeah. know this is going to happen. Yeah. It's like uh, I think I described it as like it's like Kermit the Frog doing kung fu. It's just <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much you can do with puppets, man. Yeah, I know. Or Muppets. Yeah, Muppets exactly. Yeah, they are the Jim Henson Company. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll come back. We'll have more questions from Um Actually the Board Game. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, we got some more nerdy trivia coming at you uh, from the Um Actually board game. Again, check them out on YouTube if you have if you want to see a professional do it because the people they have on there is great. Matt Mercer has been on there, which is awesome. And he, of course, cleaned house on the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Of course, yeah. So I'm uh, sure they fed him the answers though. Like no. you can't have Matt Mercer not kill it in that. No, they you had can't a, break the illusion. They had other D and D like streamers and stuff on it. So oh, yeah. it was just it was just an all out thing. The most impressive one they did was they read out an entire combat scenario and you had to name as many errors in it as possible. And he found <laughs> ones that the writers of the show didn't even know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so good. 
So, um, actually, your question's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. This one has to do with Cinderella, the 1950 film, Disney All film. Right. The fairy godmother gives Cinderella a magical makeover to the tune of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. But on top of the fancy gown and glass slippers, she also spiffs up a tired old workhorse into a white stallion and turns a pumpkin into a carriage to carry Cinderella to the ball. <laughs> Rick. Um, actually, it, it was a mouse that he made into. That's correct. Uh, yeah. She doesn't turn a horse into a white stallion. She turns four mice into horses to pull the carriage. Four mice. All right. The horse actually becomes the coachman. Just got to be pretty nice for him, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, finally. I can do some whipping of my own. <laughs> Good one, Rick. All right. All right. Are we tied? No. No, you're, no, you're one I'm, back. I'm, so one Rick, back. Rick's back. got two. Christian's got three. All right. All right, I'm just going to leave Wasn't it there. Was it three? Wasn't it three fairies? Or am I mixing the fairy tales? That's, that's, that's Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, All uh, them white bitches seem the same to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This one has a little to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Hopefully Rick's not too much disadvantage on this one. But it is about the 1974 version, so we'll see what happens. All right. The Mind Flayer, or Illithid, is a classic D&D monster that's been around since the first edition of the Monster Manual. The Illithid is a humanoid with an octopus-like head that eats brain and has deadly sight powers. It reproduces asexually by laying eggs that hatch into adorable, but still very dangerous, miniature Illithids. <laughs> um, actually, he did not come from the first edition, but the third edition. Incorrect. Um, actually, they don't lay eggs. They do lay eggs. They do lay eggs. They do lay eggs, yep. They do eat brains. They do have psi powers. They do have the Cthulhu face. The only other thing I can think of is that they're not creatures. They're aliens or interdimensional creatures. Nope. This is the, the part that's wrong is in this little section here. It reproduces asexually by laying eggs that hatch into adorable but still very dangerous miniature illithids. <laughs> um, actually, they're ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So, <laughs> um, doesn't have much to do with that. Any any last guesses? I like how you threw in the beholder because it's still the big fucking danger. <laughs> the eyes of the beholder? Yeah. They probably don't reproduce asexually. They do, unfortunately. No, there's no fun in that, but unfortunately, that's... <laughs> how it works <laughs> all right uh, no points for that one illithid eggs do not hatch into miniature illithids they hatch into tadpole like larvae, which are implanted in the ear of a host creature then the host turns into an illithid over several days oh so it's kind of like it's fucking gross something that you you're familiar with but for a guy or just didn't know no about not it. not not on the reproduce right, right. i'm a little behind on the yeah. biology doesn't of come much doesn't <laughs> come up much in our games yeah. of dnt <laughs> Um, actually, do they, they actually reproduce asexually, so there's no way that the bard would be able to charge the, charm the illithid? Oh, that's true, right? No. Bard would be, he yeah. wouldn't be able to seduce it. Yeah, he'd just be able to kind of like sit there in the corner and watch him jerk <laughs> off or something. Wait for those eggs. <laughs> Ooh, give me those eggs. Actually, that'd be hilarious, because like, in illithids, what are you doing? Why are you yanking on that? <laughs> Why are you yanking on that? What are you doing? All right, grab your, grab your boards. This is going to be another Shiny question. Oh, thank you, sir. And your pens. I got it. I got okay. It. All right. This one has to do with Star Trek, so... Spelling? Nope. It, this one is called Fictionary, which has to do a little bit with drawing. 
Okay. Now you're not going to be Man. you're not going to be scored on the quality of the art. Oh. But on I know because <laughs> otherwise Christian might might have you beat on that one, seeing as you went to freaking art school. <laughs> um, but you will be scored on uh, if it includes some key features of the thing that I ask you to draw. Okay. So this is from Star Trek. Um, I need you to draw the Batleth, the Klingon weapon from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <sighs> Oh, I, you know I don't watch a lot of Star Trek. I know that. That's why I put it in here. Take as much time as you need. Common, Batleth is a uh, common weapon, two-handed weapon. There's a little hint for you. Used by the Klingons like Worf in The Next Generation. It's also showed up in uh, the J.J. Abrams movies, though slightly different look, though I will... Uh, I will give you points if it's if it's pretty close. I have a feeling. Was, I don't know why my mind went to something like this. Mm, okay. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I see that someone didn't want to play as much. Let, let me uh, let me actually uh, snap a picture of this one. <laughs> and this one. Put that up on the on the actual uh, thing once once you guys are watching on YouTube. And Christian is actually pretty close. It's got, oh, nice. it's got the curved blade, the wrapped handles. It makes zero sense ergonomically, <laughs> but uh, it does it does look uh, pretty pretty. Uh... See, this is what holds it. Yeah, that, that's what holds it. That's that's the that's oh that's the batleth grip. I'm sorry, I, I yeah, you gotta clarify. I you gotta misunderstood. Leave a, you leave the finger out for the aerodynamicness of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, that brings Christian up to four. Four and two. Four and two. That's okay. We got plenty more questions right, left, right, and right. we're gonna go back around on on the backside of these. All two. right. Um, I don't even know why I know that, but I know like my mind just went first to that. Hmm. Maybe I've seen more Star Trek than I know. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's one of those things where it's like. Wait, he can't have the point. Why not? He did write um actually <laughs> over the weapon. <laughs> on the shiny questions, you don't have oh, okay. to uh, write. That'd you be weird. Um, actually. actually, this is what it looks like. Okie dokie. This one is from the 80s and 90s. It has to do with the baby bottle pop. The what? Remember the jingle? Just lick the pop, dip it, and shake it. The candy comes in packaging that looks like a baby bottle and contains a nipple-shaped lollipop that you dunk into a sugary liquid. Other varieties include Baby Bottle Pop 2D Max and Baby Bottle Pop Message in a Bottle. Um, Actually, you dipped it in powder? That is correct. <laughs> That's correct. It's very yeah. similar to Fun Dip, if you guys remember that. But, of course... You see, we don't have that back home. <laughs> the only reason I was like, wait, why would you dip it in liquid? It would just drip off. I was yeah. like, it would have to be powder. Actually, we did have something like that back home. It was called kangaroo candy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's just a, a pouch. regular lollipop. And you dip and it into a kangaroo's cocaine. pouch? Yeah. Oh, and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you imagine how gross it would be if it was liquid? Just like, oh. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put it past the fucking 80s. They had a lot of weird shit, man. The 80s had some weird shit. Everyone was really on cocaine back then. <laughs> All right, this one has to do with the 2009 film Zombie Land. Oh, shit. A mutant strain of mad cow disease causes the U.S. to be overrun by zombies. Four survivors whose real, na who real, whose real names we never learn because they only ever call each other by the cities they came from, Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock, band together and make their way to an amusement park rumored to be free of zombies. They do make it. I feel like it has something to do with the Mad Cow, but I don't know what disease. 
No, it's not that. It's where they came from. No, they were. Uh, why am I helping him? <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork, baby. I, I like that. That's that's a fun part of this game. Is that as nerds, we're like we're so into correcting each other <laughs> that like why am I helping him? Uh, no, of course they know their. Read names. it one more time. One sure more thing. Time. All right. A mutant strain of mad cow disease causes the U.S. to be overrun by zombies. Four survivors, whose real names we never learn because they only ever call each other by the cities they came from, Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock, band together and make their way to an amusement park rumored to be free of zombies. <laughs> um, actually, I don't know the specifics, but their names were eventually revealed. That's kind of what I was thinking after. Yeah, you are correct. I'll give you a point if you can tell me whose name is revealed. I remember that. I just don't is. know the name. I, I'm not going to remember their name, but I feel like it's going to be the kid, and I forgot his name. Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. That's the one. No. <clears throat> Incorrect. So Rick will get the point on yeah. the end of the film, Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill the, Murray gives his name. At the end of the film, uh, Wichita introduces herself to Columbus as Krista. On the way, they do That's run right, into Krista. Bill Murray, but for That's some right. reason, yeah. they, ch- they chose not to call him Evanston, which is where Bill Murray's from. I think Rick should get a point for that. No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he, he got a point. Four, three. He he got the, he got the 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 right correction. I just like to give people a. a uh, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, I'm not gonna know their fucking names. I know exactly. <laughs> okay, this one has to do with the 2005 film A Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay, Aslan gives the uh, Pevensey children special items to prepare them for their battle against the White Witch. Lucy receives a dagger and a cordial that can heal any injury. Susan is given a magical horn and a bow and arrows. Uh, Peter receives a sword and shield. However, poor Edmund gets nothing because he is the White Witch's prisoner at that point. That's it? That's it. I remember all the weapons. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that other kid did get something, but I don't remember what. Well, no, at that point, he was a prisoner of the White Witches. Remember, remember, this is a huge Christian allegory. I don't know if that helps. (laughs) One more time. Uh, Aslan gives the Pevensey children. That's how you say their name, right? Pevensey? Who cares? Pevensey? (laughs) Children? That's not the incorrect part, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, he gives the Pe- Pevensey children special items to prepare them for their battle against the White Witch. Lucy receives a dagger and a cordial that can heal any injury. Susan is given a magical horn and a bow and arrows. And Peter receives a sword and shield. However, poor Edmund gets nothing because he is the White Witch's prisoner at that point. And I, and I, uh, I did give you a little hint that he... Edmund is the White Witch's prisoner, so he gets no gifts. Okay. Thus solidifying his turn to the I evil. only saw the movie once, and I can't recall anything in particular. <sighs> can't recall something that happened, uh, you know, 17 years ago? <laughs> I give up. Yeah. Give up? Okay, Aslan does not give them the weapons. Father Christmas does. <laughs> That's Don't, right. I told you it was a Christian allegory. That's right. No points for that one. <sighs> Jesus wouldn't give kids weapons. All right. Lion Jesus. This uh, this one you'll need your uh, little boards again. Okay. Go ahead and get them. Get them uh... You're going to have to erase your Klingon grip. No, I'll just leave that just in case. <laughs> just no. leave that just in case. Another shiny question. This one's called Name Them. <clears throat> Name Them? Name Them. 
The Star Wars universe has many planets that consist entirely of a single biome. Name the planet based on the following description. Okay, so there's going to be four of them. The first one is the ice planet from The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Okay. Second one is the water planet from Attack of the Clones. Oh, Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. Give you a hint. It's where the clones are from. <laughs> no. From the Attack of the Clones. I love those aliens, too. I just love the clones. <sighs> I'm so mad at myself. Okay. Third one. The Lava Planet from Revenge of the Sith. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing how frustrated you guys get. That's my favorite. Because I know this, because I read the Darth Vader comics, and it's where he has his castle. That's true. Darth Vader's castle is on that planet. Yep. Fourth one, the desert planet from The Force Awakens. <laughs> Episode 7. I know. Why am I blanking out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's heavily on the game that came out. Where? Uh, what was it? Battle? Uh, Battlefront. Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. <sighs> I'm so mad at myself. I think it was also featured in uh, Star Wars Squadrons, that uh, spaceship fighting game came out. I'm so mad at myself. Okay. You guys got it? all your answers locked in? One with the most correct will get, dear God. <laughs> so shameful. Oh, so close. Got the sound right, huh? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Mustafar! Shit! Yeah. That was what I was thinking of. So it's, it's tie, so you guys each get a point. No, no, he gets it. No, 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 it's not, it's, that's wrong, man. It just it sounds is. like it. It's close. So it's the you, you wrote Hoth for number one, which is correct. The water planet from Attack of the Clones was Camino. I wouldn't have. Or, yeah. or Road in Spanish. <laughs> like El Camino. Get it? All right. And then uh, Mustafar mm-hmm. is the uh, lava planet. And then the last one, the desert planet from Force Awakens is... Jakku. Jakku. There you go. Jakku. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give Rick that one. He was he was by far the closest. Ugh. So it is now four to five. Rick is making a comeback. Ugh. I like it. Damn it. It's a little harder than, uh, than you thought, huh? Yes. I was surprised at Camino and, and Mustafar, if I'm being honest. I thought <clears throat> I thought Jakku would get, throw you guys for a little bit of a I loop. feel like you would you you can't just be, I feel like, a fan of the movies and know Mustafar. Camino, maybe because they said it a couple well, times. Well, yeah. so in uh, I just recently rewatched um, Rogue One, and they go to Mustafar. That's right. Um, that's where that, that's where Vader says, "Don't choke on your aspirations." <laughs> it was like, ooh, <laughs> who wrote that and thought that was okay? Kathleen Kennedy, get out of here! <laughs> All righty, this one has to do with the 2006 film Cars, and this is back to normal questions. So again, okay. predate everything with um actually. After a three-way tie in the final race of the Piston Cup, rookie car Lightning McQueen gets lost on the way to the tiebreaker and becomes stranded in Radiator Springs. But his time there pays off. His new friends decide to serve as his pit crew, and he wins the Piston Cup with their help. Um, actually, he doesn't win the Piston Cup. That is correct. McQueen doesn't win the Piston Cup. He stops just before crossing the finish line, goes back to help out a veteran racer who has crashed. 
Chick Hicks wins the Pistol Cup. Good one. Tied up. Tied game. 5-5. Five, five. I like it. Car sucked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one has to do with uh, video games. <clears throat> it is a Super Smash Brothers Melee. The 2001 video game. Wave dashing is a technique performed by jumping and then air dodging back to the ground at an angle. It causes your character to slide along the ground, allowing certain perks, such as the ability to charge a smash while moving. Uh, changes to the air dodge mechanic effectively removed wave dashing from later edition of the games. I don't remember air dashing. Yeah, it's like when you jump up and then you go down and then, you know. I just remember the double jump. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think they... I don't think it got removed because of the dodge factor. It just got removed, period. Mm, you... You're you're dancing around the right answer. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll need you to be a little bit more specific. You can give it another shot if you want. <laughs> um, actually, and this is just a stretch right guesses, here. Guesses are welcome. Yeah, this is a stretch. They combined the two moves. Mm. They didn't technically remove it because there's still a factor of the air dodge that's basically air dash. So, I'll give you the point because you are correct that they didn't remove it from all editions of the game. It was in another edition in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, although the physics changes make it far less useful. So it it was. That's just that's such a bullshit question, man. Yeah, that's far. They'll give me the point, man. That's 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 a stretch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you if you don't want the points, you don't have to take the points. That's honor, man. Honor. Honor. (laughs) Honor. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how it. uh, Oh, let's see. Hold on. I want to make sure. Because being in this nerdy background, I don't want to give you guys any any uh, visual, hints. visual hints. Okay, grab your boards again. This is going to be our last shiny question of the game. All right. This one. I'm going to need you guys. This is another fictionary one. Okay. I'm going to need you guys to draw R2-D2 from Star Wars. And there's specific things that I'm looking for. So, again, it doesn't matter the quality of the... Thing is, how many small features you get of R two D two? So you want to, you know, when you think of R two D two, what are the oh. defining features? This might look like a minion. <laughs> it's okay. If you think he looks like a minion, he looks like a minion. I think this is this is definitely one of these like fun party games for sure. I can definitely see myself playing this with a bunch of people. And they're in the box. I think it comes with like five or six whiteboards and uh, hundreds and hundreds of cards. Hopefully, they'll in the future release some uh, like expansion packs and stuff. It'd be pretty cheap. You know, printing cards is pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about it, but I don't want to give out hints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, fuck it. Okay. Now looking at like I'm John, like I think of him in my head. Now I'm John was like I feel like I'm missing things. I know that, that, that's what's <clears> fun <throat> about it. Is like you're like I can see R two D two, but like what? All right. Oh shit, Rick's is way better. Okay, let's let's take a picture of that. It's one. like Boba Fett R two D two. What I got? And then Mr. Art Art School. It's pretty impressive. 
Like a minion. Okay, so uh, we got Rick Scott. His is way better. Mine's looking yeah. like a butt plug. So he's got the, the, the little legs on the side. He does I, have, I was he does the have, antenna. The antenna was like, does he have one? He does have three uh, <coughs> legs normally. Neither None of you guys oh, got that's that, right. but that's true. He's got the trash can body shape. He's got the single eye on the front. Uh, there's a hollow projector next to the eye that no one got. You got the little bars on the front and stuff. And then uh, this one's not even on here. But, yes, he does have the little antenna periscope that comes up when he's on Dagobah. Hell yeah. So I'm going to give Rick the point on that one. Hell yeah. Do I take the lead? You took the lead, Took the lead. Ah, oh, yeah. Mr. Come Up From Behind. And it all comes down to this. This is the last question. Um, but the... Uh, in the fun part about um actually is we've done a bunch of nerdy questions. The last question always has to do with real life question. So it has nothing to do with anything nerdy. This is real life skills. Okay? Because these are important too, right? I guess. Oops, you just chomped a whole ghost pepper. In the future, avoid eating the seeds. They're the spiciest part. But if your mouth is already burning, drink some milk to cool things down. Or try drinking something acidic like lemonade to break down the capsaicin. Whatever you do, though, don't drink water. That'll only spread the spicy compounds around. I feel like all that was accurate. I know. <laughs> that's, that's why it's hard. Um, Actually, don't eat acidic things. I feel like that would make it worse. Nope, it actually is uh, supposed to help. Hmm. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. It's like sound- drinking a nice thing of lemonade or vinegar <laughs> when, you're drink- when you're dying of... <laughs> Um, actually, the seeds aren't the spiciest part. That is correct. What? Can it you, is the spiciest can you, part. Can you tell me what the spiciest part is? The stem. It's the yeah, the core. The core, the yeah, pith. The core. The white, the white yeah. part on the inside is actually the highest concentration of uh, capsaicin. I'm the worst Mexican. I feel like I should have known that. Rick takes it home. Pinoy pride. Pinoy pride. Pinoy pride. It was you know odds were against you. You started off to a, a early deficit, but you came back. Besting the art major at... Did you know it was the white stuff, or did you guess? No, I, I knew that. Damn. There you we, go. We eat peppers, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, peppers in adobo and sisig. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. Sinigang. Sinigang. Yeah. So what do you guys What do you guys think of the game? Is it, is it a... F- I'm getting a set. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty I'm, fun I'm one, right? I'm actually going to get a set, yeah. It wasn't too bad. I want to <laughs> say it was like 60 bucks. And I mean, realistically, it's mostly for like, obviously, the printing cost of the cards and then, like, the whiteboards and stuff like Since that. Since it's a Kickstarter, is the first window to order done and have to wait? Or I, it- I believe so. Okay. Um, it was, uh, I should I should mention, it was made by Wiggles 3D is the brand, um, and then uh, licensed by College Humor. Uh, three to eight players, ages 12 and up. Um, you know, though I imagine 12-year-olds will have problems with the 90s and whatnot. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, I ordered it on, uh, like, the pre-order. So the Kickstarter itself had ended by the time I found out about it. and um, But I ordered a pre-order, and it showed up, you know, at the same time as the normal kick- normal Kickstarter pledges were arriving. So um, I think you can might still be able to get it. Um, <clears throat> if not, you know, maybe you know a guy with a print shop who can uh, copy it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's a fun game. I, I recommend everyone check it out. Um, it's called I'm Actually the Board Game. And check out I'm Actually the Show, too. It's it's uh, uh, done by College Humor. It's on uh, YouTube. Um, and they got some great guests on there, too. I think it, it's a, it's definitely a fun take on trivia. Because, yeah. you know, us nerds, we like correcting people. It's our, it's our favorite <laughs> thing. 
and uh, and there's all sorts of categories too. Um, we covered obviously like you know movies, uh, video games, fantasy. There's anime ones in there. I I spared you guys from that one. I know you guys aren't huge anime guys. Except hentai. Yeah, except, <laughs> and I don't remember any names from those. <laughs> Just octopus. Just octopus. It's octopus. Uh, it's, I'm actually tentacles. <laughs> there we go. See, why is that? Why tentacles? I don't know. That's so weird. Never wanted to see an octopus fuck. Do, do they? Do they? Do they fuck? They have to fuck, Are right? I mean, I've asexual? seen a lot of I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, you know, assuming that they do. <laughs> I wonder what an octopus penis looks like. It looks just like tentacles. I think I'm not sure secret. if he's you fucking around. Which one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta pick the right one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just gotta put the right one. One out of eight chances you're getting pregnant tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I take those odds any day. Well, thanks, Rick, for uh, playing the game with us. My I pleasure. Think it was, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Fun having you on. And then, uh, Christian, you know, as always, you're... Rematch, Christian? Yeah, no, that was fun, dude. Yeah. I'd be held down. Yeah, maybe we'll do a re- rematch again when we, uh, you know, uh, once you guys watch some more stuff and then <laughs> we have a week where we don't have an episode. I think it's a, it's a fun one to play. And, you know, it's fun for your uh, next uh, party and whatnot, you know, so. Yeah, that was fun. That Thank was you dope. guys for listening and subscribing, liking, and all the good stuff. To all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.